This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news first, the headlines. The efforts to repatriate Romanian nationals from Israel continue. The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, has a meeting with Portugal's Prime Minister Antonio Costa in Lisbon and the Romanian Prime Minister Martel Tolaco attends a trilateral Romanian-Bulgarian-Greek meeting in Varna, Bulgaria. Clashes were still reported on Monday between the Israeli army and Palestinian fighters infiltrated in the south of the country from Gaza after Israel reportedly hit over 500 targets of Hamas and the Islamic Jihad organizations during the night. The Israeli defense forces have full control over the southern part of the country, attacked by the Palestinian Hamas forces. An Israeli military spokesman said on Monday, quoted by France Press and Reuters, This is the third day of violent clashes that have so far killed around 1,200 people, over 700 of whom Israelis and at least 493 Palestinians, EFE reported on Monday. Israel's security cabinet declared war following the attacks of the Palestinian organization Hamas, allowing the government to undertake significant military activities, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office announced on Sunday. On Monday, 96 Romanian nationals were repatriated from Israel via Jordan on a Tarom flight, the foreign ministry announced. Another 245 Romanian citizens were repatriated on Sunday. The Foreign Ministry reiterates its recommendation that Romanian nationals should reschedule their planned trips to Israel and monitor the travel alerts section on its homepage. Meanwhile, a mobile consulate team from the Romanian Embassy in Israel and from Romania's representation office in Ramallah is at Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv to provide assistance to the Romanians there. A unit from the ministry's emergency response team has also been deployed to Israel to help in the repatriation efforts. The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, is on a visit to Portugal, where he is scheduled to have talks today with Prime Minister Antonio Costa, with the President of the Assembly of the Republic, Augusto Santos Silva, and with Portuguese MPs. 
On Saturday, Johannes had a meeting with his Portuguese counterpart Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa discussing the war in neighboring Ukraine, in which context he reiterated thanks for Portugal's substantial contribution to the defense and deterrence posture on NATO's eastern flank. The presence of Portuguese troops in Romania is a strong signal of Portugal's solidarity and support to strengthening Romania's security, President Johannes said. Prime Minister Martel Tolako said today in Varna, Bulgaria, that during the Romania-Bulgaria-Greece trilateral meeting, the three countries agreed to implement a joint action plan aimed at significant development in trilateral cooperation in sectors such as transport, energy, trade and security. In the presence of EC officials of the Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis and the Bulgarian Prime Minister Nikolai Denkov, we have reiterated Romania's ambition of quickly becoming a Schengen member state and an influential economic player in the region, Martel Tolaku said. Dear friends, on Sunday, the 5th of November 2023, on the first Sunday following the Romanian Radio Day, which we celebrate every year on November the 1st, we invite you to take part in Listener's Day on Radio Romania International. 2023 is set to become the warmest in recorded history, warns the EU Copernicus Service. After average temperatures measured around the world during the summer and in September have reached the highest levels ever recorded. Climate change has triggered not only temperature records but also extreme phenomena, devastating fires, heavy rainfalls, thunderstorms and flooding. In the 2023 edition of Listener's Day, we ask you whether and how climate change has influenced you. What steps do you think should be taken to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions and how could each of us contribute to reducing our carbon footprint? Do you see education as a useful instrument to tackle climate change more efficiently? Should there be more platforms to discuss climate change? What role do mass media play in this context? We're looking forward to receiving your answers, which will be included in our show on the 5th of November. You can email them to us at engl at post them on Facebook or send them as a comment to this item on Radio Romania International's website at rri.ro. You can also send us pre-recording answers via WhatsApp at 407443126510 or you can send us your telephone number so we can call you from the studio and record your opinions. Thank you. Romania has joined a group of states that have strongly condemned the unprecedented attacks on Israel. More details in this report by Stefan Stoika. Many wonder how it was possible for a country like Israel, boasting highly trained intelligence spread across an entire network in the Middle East, to actually be so vulnerable. A number of questions have started to arise. Some analysts say this vulnerability, which few had believed could exist, stems from Israel's growing weakness amidst the ruling coalition's efforts to promote a controversial judicial reform. 
The opposition, the civil society and some representatives of the army and law enforcement agencies have challenged this law, claiming it undermines the country's democratic fabric. Beyond the state's responsibility, the hard reality on the ground, the fate of the civilians caught in the middle of this conflict, sparks the darkest fears of the international democratic community. The attacks of the Hamas terrorist organization on Israel have been strongly condemned by Western states. U.S. President Joe Biden highlighted Israel's undisputed right to defend itself and warned forces hostile to Israel, such as Iran, against taking advantage of the current developments. European institutions and states have also harshly condemned the attacks, and Bucharest made no exception. We stand with Israel in these terrible times. Our thoughts go to the families of the victims and to the people who were attacked, President Klaus Johannes tweeted. The president strongly condemned the large-scale terrorist attack on Israel, adding it had a highly toxic potential of further destabilizing the security context in the Middle East. For a very long time, the international community had been trying to identify solutions in this region, and unfortunately today's events backtrack these efforts. This attack could potentially destabilize the Middle East, and I hope the situation will be brought under control swiftly, and all parties will resume diplomatic talks, President Johannes went on to say. According to the Romanian official, Israel has a clear right to defend itself in the given situation. Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu also condemned the attacks on Israel, calling for an immediate ceasefire. The head of government conveyed his condolences to the victims' families, also expressing Romania's solidarity with Israel. The Romanian foreign ministry also firmly condemned the Hamas attacks, including those targeting the civilian population, the terrorists who infiltrated the country and took people hostage. The Romanian MFA expressed its deep regret for the victims of these attacks and conveyed messages of condolence to families in mourning and of solidarity to the families of the wounded. The foreign ministry underscored Israel's sovereign right to defend itself and in turn condemned terrorism in all its forms. EU heads of state and government got together in Granada, Spain to outline the future of the EU bloc. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Sorin Titus Jordan. The EU's informal summit hosted in Granada by the Spanish Presidency of the EU Council ended with a limited joint statement which made no reference to the thorny issues. The statement should have included elements regarding migration, EU enlargement, national and cyber security and the EU's industrial autonomy from third countries such as China, Russia and the United States. The main divergency arose, as expected, in relation to the Common European Migration Pact. Hungary and Poland vehemently opposed its inclusion in the final statement, and the press reports that the two leaders from Budapest and Warsaw, respectively, used very harsh words. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban said Hungary feels violated and attacked when EU member states impose a threshold on migration. 
while the Polish Prime Minister said such a measure was a dictate from Brussels, which he will never accept. However, the EU law says that in order to take a decision on the Pact for Migration, unanimity is not necessary, but only a majority of votes. So, in the end, there will be such a pact in the EU, despite the staunch opposition of Hungary and Poland. Another important topic which stirred the waters at the Granada summit was the expansion of the community bloc. The 2030 deadline for taking in new EU members launched by the High EU Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Josep Borrell, has been rejected. European leaders, including Romanian President Klaus Johannes, deem it unrealistic. The Spanish Minister for Foreign Affairs, José Manuel Álvarez said that the candidate states will enter the union depending on effort and merit, a statement reinforced by the head of the European Commission. Ursula von der Leyen said that EU enlargement must remain a process based on individual merit. Therefore, the final declaration only mentions that the EU will have more than 30 members. Among the candidate states are the Republic of Moldova, Ukraine, the countries of the Western Balkans and even Turkey. A decision that could generate effect is expected to be taken at the European summit scheduled for December. The president of the Republic of Moldova, Maya Sandu, voiced optimism in this respect, especially after the European Parliament passed a resolution demanding the start of accession negotiations with Chisinau by the end of the year. Until then, however, the Granada Declaration maintains the commitment of the 27 heads of state and government from the EU bloc to a strong, dynamic, competitive and cohesive Europe in a changing world. And that has been our newscast. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this program is Song of the Day. Listen to the band Vunk with their latest release entitled Jeans Eyes.
Hello, this is Daniel Bielz on the microphone. Totalitarian regimes and their people, leaders and ordinary members of the communist and fascist parties hysterically shouted to the whole world the suffering and persecutions they were allegedly subjected to by the democratic regime. But when they came to hold power in the state, the totalitarian parties used their mythological past to really instill terror in society. The grand master of terror and lies was undoubtedly the Communist Party regime. It built mythological fortresses around the suffering of its own leaders and members, the public representation being open museums in the penitentiaries where they had been incarcerated for the crime of terrorism. In Romania, Doftana prison was the place where the public was told how hard it had been for the communists. Located in the Subcarpathian area, approximately 120 kilometers north of Bucharest, the prison was opened in 1895. Although it is known as the Communist Prison or the Romanian Bastille, Cornelius Zela Codranu and Horia Sima, the two heads of the Iron Guard, were also imprisoned there. Famous names of the Communist Party passed through Doftana from the first generation, including Gheorghe Gheorghiu Dej, or the Stalin of Romania, Kivu Stoica, Alexandru Mogioros, Gheorghe Apostol, but also from the second generation, such as Nicolae Ceaușescu and Grigore Preotasa. The adventure of the Doftana Penitentiary as a museum began in 1949, after the installation of the pro-Soviet government led by Petru Groza on March the 6th, 1945, through the fist of the Soviet emissary, Andrei Vyshinsky, shown in the office of King Mihai I, the executive proceeded to change Romania. For the reconstruction of the prison museum Doftana, very large sums of money were allocated for that time of great shortages after the war. The Association of Former Anti-Fascist Political Prisoners from Romania a branch of the International Federation of Former Political Prisoners Victims of Fascism and the Romanian Association for Relations with the Soviet Union were directly involved in the project. Cristian Vasile is a historian at the Nicolae Iorga Institute of History of the Romanian Academy and studies the way in which the communist regime propagandistically turned the history of Romania after 1945 into a museum exhibit. There comes November the 10th, 1940, and the Doftana Penitentiary is felled to the ground. Walls are falling down and remain there until 1948. The communists rebuilt that museum almost from scratch, as they wanted it to be, not as it really looked like before. They invested millions there, there are accounting books showing how much money was invested there. Doftana was the living history of Romanian communism and was proposing Romanian society a past that could be changed in order to match the future, 
Cristian Vasile. Până în 65 se vorbea foarte mult de cerula tovarășului Gheorghe Utej. După 1965 s-a vorbit despre cerula tovarășului Until 1965, they would talk a lot about the cell of comrade Gheorghe Gheorghiu Dej. After 1965, they started talking about the cell of comrade Ceaușescu. Was Duftana the real National History Museum? The comparison with the French Revolution became more visible starting with March 1948, when the announcement was made that Duftana was to become a national museum, as the former prison was dubbed the Bastille of Romanian Revolt. It was not about establishing a national history museum, but turning into a national museum, a museum that spoke of the repression that the communists had been subjected to. Moreover, at least at subliminal level, the message was conveyed that in fact the future of Doftana Museum, or the future party museum, with Doftana as one of its branches, was the real national history museum. In time, the idea was put on the back burner, then abandoned. Doftana had become a place of secular pilgrimage for the communist regime. Students and young people would be taken there and the ceremonies for the newly registered pioneers were also organized at the former penitentiary. The cult of Doftana had also reached musical art, the choral works I am watching from Doftana, and a symphonic poem, The Fall of Doftana, by Alfred Mendelssohn, written in 1950, being emblematic in this regard. The most popular figure from Doftana was Ilie Pintilie, dead in the earthquake of 1940, turned into a museum figure because he was ethically Romanian and because he had been a member of the Central Committee of the Communist Party. Moreover, the name of Ilie Pintilie was also given to a boulevard. Christian Vasile says that the rivalries, political battles and settlement of accounts within the Communist Party weighed enormously in the museum's representation of the communists imprisoned there. For example, the figures of Lucrețiu Pătrășcanu, Vasile Luca, Ana Pauker, opponents of the leader Dej, were exhibited at Doftana then removed. The museum prison of Doftana disappeared in 1990. Besides the scarcity of money for such a project, the lie couldn't live forever. You have been listening to our weekly history show. Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener, with me, Eugen Nasta. The wolf's population has been growing, so the European Commission has recently put forward a proposal to change the status of the wolf's protection on the territory of the European Union. The proposal was put forward in the aftermath of the wolves' return to certain areas where they were thought to have disappeared for long, which sparked repeated conflicts between farmers and hunters. Concerned with the implication of prospective worsening of present-day status of wolves' protection, World Wildlife Fund EU, BirdLife Europe and the European Environment Bureau have recently organized a press conference focusing on how the European Union implements the improvement measures targeting the cohabitation with the wolves 
and on the intentions underlying the bringing of wolves center stage. Ecologist Christian Remus Pop is the coordinator of World Wildlife Fund Protected Species and Areas Department. Dr. Pop told Radio Romania International, Brussels' official stance was quite strange, all the more so as the wolf brings a lot of ecological benefits, among other things, helping people cope with the swine flu a growing number of countries has been facing. In a separate move, it is true that the number of wolves has been growing recently. As a result of the conservation programs implemented by the European Union through the dedicated financing. Needless to say, unfortunately, action has not been taken fast enough regarding the prevention of the damage the wolf can cause. So, when we speak about countries that have lost contact with this species, and given that people are no longer used to living nearby wolves, all sorts of tension are generated. However, most of these levels of tension are untenable. The argument the European officials has put forward has to do with the wolves posing a real threat to man because of the growing number of wolf specimens. Such an argument is untenable, all the more so as, in the last 20 years at least, no wolves' attacks on man have been reported across Europe. In effect, it is a high-level political topic. Elections are drawing near, and the issue of the wolves has been brought up as it hadn't been brought up before, and because there are certain categories that might be disadvantaged. We should come up with a set of measures meant to prevent the damage on one hand, while on the other hand such measures should yet again educate Europe's population regarding cohabitation. Here is Christian Remuspap once again, this time speaking about the situation they outlined at the recently held conference nationally, but also at European level. We have also come up with a set of measures that can successfully be implemented. We even gave examples of that. We had several projects, yet one of them mainly focused on supporting farmers and shepherds on the prevention of such conflicts with the wolf, but also with the bear. We succeeded to prove the fact that these measures, provided they are implemented correctly, can prevent attacks with utmost efficiency. Given that we had livestock breeders who had to face 20 attacks annually from the wolf and from the bear, as an outcome of the implementation of these measures, the damage amounted to zero, so it is possible in the long run. And that was Think Greener. Next in this program... Sports. Welcome to Sports Roundup with me, Eugen Nasta. The World Gymnastics Championships have recently drawn to a close in Belgium's Antwerp. In the last day of the competition on Sunday, Sabrina Manekavoine came in fourth in the floor final. Also at this edition of the World Cup, gymnast Andrei Munteanu and Romania's national women team secured their ticket for the 2024 edition of the Olympic Games in Paris. This past Sunday, Romania's national rugby team played their last fixture as part of the World Cup in France. In Lille, the Romanians sustained a 24-45 defeat by Tonga. It was the Romanian team's best performance at the recently held edition of the World Cup. However, it was not enough to outperform Tonga. Romania managed to score three tries through Cristi Bobok, Florin Surugiu and Mariu Simionescu, 
all three converted by Alin Konake, who also scored from a penalty kick. Also, it was the farewell game for two leading Romanian rugby players in the last decade, Florin Surugiu and Andrei Gurchoia. In France, Romania was the bottom of the table team in Group B, with no points on their record sheet. In the first three fixtures, head coach Eugen Apiuk's trainees were trounced by Ireland, South Africa and Scotland. At the international swimming competition in Switzerland's Nyon, the Romanian swimmer David Popovic won all short course events he competed in. On Saturday, Popovic won the 400-meter and the 200-meter freestyle events, while on Sunday, the Romanian yet again won the 100-meter and the 50-meter freestyle events. David's participation in the Switzerland contest was the preparation stage ahead of the European Short Course Swimming Championships to be held in Romania's Otopen in December. Matches counting towards the Romanian Football Super League's 12th round were held at the weekend. On the former team turf on Friday, FC Ukraiova 1948 and Hermannstadt drew one all. Then in Bucharest, Rapid defeated Politechnica Iași 3-2. Three games were played on Saturday in Ploiești guest Utarad held the local side patrol to a blank draw. FC Voluntar's home game against Universitata Craiova also ended in a blank draw. Also on Saturday, FCSB won their away game against FC Botoshan 1-0. On Sunday in Galatia, the local team Ocelo sustained a 0-1 defeat by Faro Constanza, while in Bucharest, Dinamo and CFA Cluj drew 1-0. FCSB are at the top of the table with 29 points. CFA Cluj are the runner-up team with 26. Rapid and Universitata Creova third and fourth place, respectively, with 22 points each. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, listen to a new edition in our music segment, Music from A to Z, at the microphone, your host, Vlad Palku. Today we will play for you songs performed by famous music duos. We start with I Want Your Heart, performing are Madalina Manole and Daniel Yordakioye. Stop, stop. 
cheamă Iar acum de toate acestea nu mai știm Lângă tine am visat mereu să fiu Vreau inima ta Up next in the program is a famous 1995 song performed by Sanda Ladoshi and Stefan Yordake, I Want to Say I Adore You. Cu tot ce n-ai rostit Eu te-am iubit Visul la clipa aceasta mare Când te voi revedea Știi Așa Eu vreau să spun că te ador Că pot de dragul tău să mor Cu nimeni nu te Și nu mă despar De acest vis frumos De dor Eu vreau să-ți spun că te ador Că pot de dragul tău să mor Așa îmi este dar Să îmi fi păcat Toată viața mea De-aș fi știut Cândva Ce flacără e tine Eu te-aș fi luat cu mine Să-mi fi mereu trecut Ai fi avut mereu Dorința de mai bine Și n-ai mai făcut Să-mi cânti așa Eu vreau să spun că te ador, că pot de dragul tău să mor. Nimeni nu te împar și nu mă despar de acest vis frumos, 
te dor Eu vreau să-ți spun că te ador Că poți de dragul tău să mor Așa îmi este dar să îmi fi păcat Toată viața mea Te-am iubit, la clipa aceasta mare Când te voi revedea, șoptind, așa Eu vreau să-ți spun că te ador Pot de dragul tău să mor Cu nimeni nu te-ntoarc Și nu mă desfarc De acest vis frumos De dor Eu vreau să spun că te ador Că pot de dragul tău să mor Așa îmi este dar Să îmi fi păcat Toată viața mea And we go out today with My Blue Leaf, a 1984 song that quickly shot to fame at the time, performed by Mirabella Dauer and Marian Nistor. Marian Nistor was one of the most acclaimed composers of his time. With a special affinity for poetry, to this day Marian Nistor remains one of the most prolific songwriters on lyrics by Romania's greatest poets, the best example of which is Separation, inspired by the poem of the same name written by Radu Stanca. Listen to a reinterpretation of this song performed by Mirabella Dauer, Marian Nistor and the music band Savoy. Ceasul nu după desmierdări Ci întrebând în stânga și în dreapta Trecătorii Singuri și fără remușcări Ne vom ciocni în cosmos 
doar uneori ca nori. Liniște de tu Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Welcome to a new edition in our listeners' letterbox series, our weekly feature where we live through your letters, suggestions, comments on our programs. Your host this week is Eugen Nastam. The first letter we're taking out of the box today is the one sent in by Jayanta Chakrabarti, living in New Delhi, India, and we took the liberty to quote from his message. Dear Sir Madam, I am happy to send a feedback on your wonderful and interesting Sunday show of 24th September 2023 for your kind verification with a printed QSL card. I'd like to say that reception on 9850 kHz was good, with strong signal strength for all. I listen from 0300 to 0357 hours UTC on my Grundig set with a telescopic rod and a loop wire antenna. Here are some comments on programs which I enjoyed listening to. In Science and Technology, the discussion on Solar Power Europe was educative. I learned that Romania is an important partner in actively pursuing the use of solar energy as a mainstream power source to run the requirements of the country's households, industry and business. Next, the interesting discussion on Alexandro Solomon's entry, Arsenia documentary at Carlo Vivari. It highlighted the controversy between faith and church, which threatened the very fabric of the Orthodox Church in Romania. The iconic priest, Father Arsenie, is praised for his resistance to communism and his devotion to traditional values. Other topics which made listening interesting were the village museums on the online platform. The Georgia Enescu Museum in Bucharest was highlighted for its precious preserved items. After a short musical break, I learned about the history of Bucharest as an important trading and commercial centre. Romanian Without Tears was a language lesson programme. In this context, I will be delighted to know more about the online lessons being conducted by Radio Romania International. The broadcast ended with melodious folk music and focus on Romania, the English section of Radio Romania International. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Listeners' letterbox continues on Radio Romania International. I'm Eugen Nasta. Sal Dominiani, based in Richmond, Kentucky, the United States of America, tuned into our programs on September the 25th, 2023, and we again took the liberty to quote from his message. I was so happy to tune into your station today on 13650 kHz, and was so happy to hear your half-hour program beamed to North America East Coast. Please accept my reception report for the broadcast. See attached. You can send the QSL card to my email address via 
JPG for your convenience and also saving on postage, I would like to say thank you so much to entire staff at Radio Romania International. You are doing a fantastic job, all of you, and support to us listeners. I wish you always best success in the year 2023 and the coming year 2024. I was so happy to tune in to Radio Romania International. Despite the propagation conditions, I heard the program today in the news. Her talk about Ukraine war and the history show. Her talk about fossil fuels. I always enjoy Radio Romania International. You all are doing an awesome job. Thank you very much. Mohammad Haidir Hassim from the Philippines wrote the following on our programs. Greetings to Radio Romania International. I am writing to you just to wish you and all European listeners Happy European Day of Languages that celebrated every year on the September the 26th. And for your information, on this 30th September, there will be a celebration or an event related to the European Day of Languages in my country. This program will be organized by EU National Institutes of Cultures in Malaysia, and I will attend that event with my friends. Many European cultural affairs in Malaysia will have an opening booth on that day, such as Germany, France and also Romania. I will update you if I visit the Romanian booth. Thank you and have a nice day. Best regards, Mohammad Haidir Hassim. Jawad Saber, based in Setat, Morocco, tuned into our radio station on September the 24th, 2023, from 1100 to 1156 hours GMT, on 17.630 kHz, 17.63 MHz. The receiver was a Texan PL380 with a telescopic antenna and a SINPA rating of 5 all. Mr. Marco Hommel, based in Grossersdorf in Germany, tuned into our radio station on September the 27th, 2023, from 1110 to 11.35 hours UTC. Among his favorite slots in our broadcast, there were news from Romania, report of the American aircraft for the Ukraine, report in Society Today, talks of pop music, and music from Vama, Vara Peripit, reports of Romanian soldiers, sports, music from Maria Tanase, Pânăcănute Iubeam. A 73-old male and a faithful listener to Radio Romania International, Mr. Mikir Kohara, based in Osaka, Japan, tuned into our radio station on September the 26th, 2023, from 22.25 to 22.56 hours UTC on 97.90 kilohertz. His simple rating was 35333 to 35232. The main points... In our program, Mikio Kohara listened to were interview program by female announcer, talk about culture, sports news, women's tennis match results, Romania Best Performance Award winner, song, there were four songs, a slow-tempo folk song composed in 19th century by a female vocalist, a light song from southern Romania by a female singer, waltz-style folk song, Light folk song by female singer. The topics were talk about the people in Timisoara, 
about the city policy and the local politics. A song by a female singer, a folk song played by violin. So, according to Mikio Kohara, here are the comments. I listen to 9790 kHz, 2200 RZTC in Japan, but the noise was so intense that it was difficult to understand the individual contents as the second half. There were today's reports of Japan that an attack on a checkpoint on the border between Romania and Ukraine was believed to have been carried out by Russian forces. I am worried that the war between the two countries will expand and Romania will become involved. Prolonging the war without finding a solution, such as a ceasefire, will only cause enormous damage, including the lives of many people and the destruction of homes and infrastructure. Mr. Richard Lemke, our listener in St. Albert, Alberta in Canada, tuned into our radio station on September the 22nd, 2023, from 0100 to 0.52 hours UTC and from 0.300 to 0.352 hours UTC, among the slots heard in the program. In the spotlight, the United States, Gina O'Brien, Kathleen Cadillac, spoke at the 7th edition, Ukrainian grain to market and food situation, more in the program. What are the challenges of the current phase of the war in Ukraine? What does military cooperation actually entail on the ground at NATO level? What are the hidden economic costs of the war? What are the risks of misinformation when reporting on the current developments? Today's edition tried to answer these questions also with the help of participants in the Black Sea and the Balkans Security Forum held in May in Bucharest. That's all we have time for in this week's Listener's Letterbox. Thank you for tuning in and for your generous comments and appreciative remarks on our programs. Until next week... From me, Eugen Nasta, it's goodbye. on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International Simply Folk Hello and welcome to Simply Folk. Today I invite you to listen to the renowned instrumentalist Silvestru Lungoc with a traditional song entitled Pripoyanka from the region of Bukovina.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro.